Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Miss it. So be careful. We live in the flesh, but there is a war going on. And we fight this war every day. Everybody say every day. Now, not only are we involved in a spiritual warfare, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 2 and 3, according to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and verse 9, the Bible tells us two facts in the scripture that our adversary, the word adversary means your enemy. Say my enemy. Say that. Say my enemy. The scripture identifies your adversary as Satan. Say with me, say the devil is my enemy. The fact that the devil is your enemy by default, all these demons and the works of darkness are your enemy. Is that clear? He said, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, walks about seeking like a roaring lion, walks about as a roaring lion or like a roaring lion. As means it's not a lion, but he behaves like one to intimidate. All right? Seeking whom he may devour, he said, verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. What does that tell you? If the same affliction is accomplished, means we all have a common enemy. And who is that enemy? The devil, demons, and the works of darkness. Say, my enemy is the devil. You need to be aware of that. It's your adversary, your opponent, your enemy. Say, my enemy is the devil, not my husband. Not my wife, not my children, not my brother, not my sister, not my father, not my mother, not my relative, but the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes it's difficult to appreciate that when you have a misunderstanding with either your spouse or your family people. You, something makes you think it's them. But you forget that there's an entity walking behind the scene trying to convince you that that person is your problem. Because the enemy understands the power of offense. All right? So be aware of that. Then we said also that Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to verse 12 reveals to us how Satan fights and also the army that he uses. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers, against uh, rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in what? In high places. Very good. From there, we went further to look at the believer's reference and basis. Please make sure you pay attention because some of the things I'm about teaching you, some of you have never been taught before. I'm aware some of you may be coming from other churches. You've been exposed to setting understanding about spiritual warfare. My concern is if those understanding are biblically based. Some of you have a Rambo. You know the call? I don't know if, I mean, have you ever watched the Rambo movie? Yeah, some of you have some war-like Rambo movie about warfare. Some of you have Nigerian movie 
version of warfare. That's, that's how you think. Some of those things they write there are caricatures of some people's imagination. And that's what some of you believe. You know, an unbeliever writes an episode on warfare and you say, not true, not so it be. You know, so that, that's, some of you have been schooled about spiritual warfare. And, and my concern is whatever version you have, if it is not based on the word of God, you are exposed to deception, satanic deception, and unscriptural assumption. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A assumption is deadly. When you assume you are trying to say something is truth that is not true, or something is um, uh, um, right and is wrong, so be very careful. Hallelujah. All right. So we said that the Bible, the written scripture, and the leading of the Holy Spirit remains the only authentic reference and basis for engaging in what? In spiritual warfare. Everybody lift up your Bible. Let me see. Lift up your Bible. If you don't read it, then you're a joker. You don't want to fight well. If you are not literate in the scripture, lift up your Bible. Say with me, say, I have to be literate. I have to be literate in the scripture. You know what literate means? It means you must be informed, aware, conversant, familiar with what the word of God says. I told you guys I did a little experiment in the last less than one month. I read the New Testament in eight days, then read the Old Testament in 19 days. The plan is on the platform. The reason I did that is to challenge some of you. If all you do in a year from January to December and you cannot read your Bible, which is the manual for your life and for your warfare and everything that has to do with you and God, then something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong. The enemy is fighting you badly. You can have energy to do everything for yourself from January to December. Then you are reading Old Testament for six months. You are reading New Testament for five months. In fact, you, don't even, you read it, then you carry it over to the next year. You've been born again for 10 years. You cannot sit down and say, I've read the Bible from cover to cover. And there are some people who ask, have you read this book? Say, no, no, I've never read it. And you've been saying for 10 years. So what have you been reading for 10 years? You want to fight spiritual warfare and win? Brothers and sisters, you need to know the word. Jesus, our commander-in-chief, everybody say commander-in-chief, showed us from the scripture how to fight spiritual warfare. When Satan came to him in Luke 4, and tempted him with all the series of temptation. How did Jesus reply? It is written. Is that not so? Answer me now. Is it not so? How can you quote what is written? Is it not when you know what is written? Many of you know so many things but the scripture. If you will spend as much time as you spend to yourself reading your Bible, you'll be better off. If you can cut down on social media... Cut down on distraction and give more time to reading the Bible. It will change your life. It will change your life. It will change your life. If you want to win in warfare, brothers and sisters, you need to know the word of God. You need to know the word of God. You need to know the word of God for yourself. You need to be able to read God's word, study God's word, meditate on the word of God for yourself. The scripture remains the believer's reference and basis for spiritual warfare. Not, not, not visions and, and uh, you know, visions and dreams. All, all those avenues, they can only be accepted when they are processed and based on the word of God 
and tested by the weakness of the spirit. Let me tell you this. One of the ways you can strengthen the, the leading of the Holy Ghost in your life, number one is by reading your Bible. Everybody's reading your Bible. Yeah, that's one number one. Number two is the place of prayer. When, when you pray in tongues a lot and you read your Bible a lot, it helps your spirit man to be sharpened, to be able to detect whether something is of God or of the devil. Let me give you an example. Kenny Hagin was in a church. Um, he was sitting in the pulpit where a guy was just flowing in quote, word of knowledge, telling people things about their name, about their address, and where they come from. Now, the Holy Ghost can do that. Jesus showed that he can also do that. All right, the Holy Ghost told uh, Ananias, go to a street called Street. Go and ask for a man by the name Paul. He's praying, or saw by the name Paul. He's praying. Tell him I sent you. So God, God, those information are not big deal. They don't really prove the greatness of God, but it's normal to God. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, it's normal. It's a normal thing. It's not an issue. It's, it's, it's our birthright to be led by God. It's, it's not for movie stars where we look at ministers as performance on the stage. It's your birthright to be led by the Spirit. So when, when it doesn't really count whether uh, this one said this or this one said that. Because if you're not very, very careful, you can be misled and you can follow, uh, you can exhort what you're not supposed to exalt and miss what God is trying to get to you. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? All right, so while the guy was ministering, the Holy Ghost spoke to him. He knew it was the Holy Ghost. And he said to him, that's not me. Uh -uh. He said, but Lord, the old people are saying, he said, no, it's not me. He said, it's a familiar spirit. So he said to him, he said, bind the spirit. So under his breath, he said, in the name of I bind the spirit flowing from this guy now. And I command you to desist <coughs> in operating. The moment he finished saying that, the guy couldn't flow anymore. He tried and tried, nothing was coming. You know what he told the church? He said, um, drive this man from this pulpit. He's not making me flow. So they bundled Kenny Higgin and threw him out of the church. <laughs> as soon as he left, he started flowing back. So you need to know how to detect and know the difference. I showed you last Sunday how you know that his spirit is of God. Whosoever confesses that Jesus is the Lord is what? Is from God. He's not the Antichrist. And explain to you what it means to confess. To confess is not to say Jesus is Lord. Native doctors, they say that. To confess simply means it's a, it's a consistency in what you say and in what you do. Is that clear? I gave you the example of when Paul and Silas was going to pray and a, a lady that was possessed with a spirit of divination would look at them and would say to them, Behold, the servant of God that has come to show us what? The way of salvation. And he kept saying that. For three days, every time he passes, Paul didn't pick it. In terms of facts, it was correct. What they were saying was right. But the spirit source was wrong. Why? For plenty of reasons. Number one, this girl was being tormented by a demon. And as a result, she couldn't live the life that God designed for her to live, number one. Number two, the master saw this crisis and didn't seek help for her. And now found that, that one of the reactions of this demonic harassment was her ability to tell people information about them. So he capitalized on that and started using it for trade. So while the disciples were passing and what she was saying was factual, so the man was not intimidated at that point because he knows that when the spirit walks on her, she talks like that. So the spirit acknowledged that these were the true servants of God. But on the, after the third day, Paul knew by the gift of the spirit that the source of this spirit is Satan. 
and he rebuked the spirit and commanded it to leave the girl, and the girl was free. For the first time in her life, she was free. She was free of that demonic manipulation because what the master was doing was trying to use her oppression as a business. So she was delivered. She was delivered. And that spirit couldn't have been from God because you can't say, behold, the servant of God that has come to show us the way of salvation. Then as soon as they go, you now start profiting. You are giving a twisted message about the character of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because Christ cannot tell you your street is number 12, Egbelu Road. Then you will not obtain people. See, see, I've told you your street is number 12. Now, you bring money. Do you understand that? Yeah, that was wrong. That was why Paul had to cast out the spirit. So, any, 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 I said something um, in spiritual warfare that um, that any experience, in spiritual warfare, stop looking for experiences. What did I say? Stop looking for what? Stop looking for experiences, signs, and symptoms. Stop that. If there is going to be any manifestation, the Holy Ghost will give it. Say amen. amen. If the person will fall, the Spirit of God will make him. I have casted out demons from people and they never fell. Others, they fell scattered everywhere. That is not the focus. The focus is doing what the Word says. Because if you start basing deliverance on signs and symptoms and watching out for some things, you're going to fall into deception. Say that will mess you up big time. I remember we went to preach in the church, and as I was praying for people, two ladies came to me. They said, sir, we want you to pray for us. I said, why? He said, we are witches. I said, you are witches? He said, yes. He said, we want to be free. She just, they just told me straight. They didn't hide it. They said, we are witches. Pray for us. We want to be free. So I laid my hands, and I rebuked that spirit. They didn't shake. They didn't fall. They didn't cry. They didn't sneeze. They didn't vomit. Hello? They didn't do any of that. The demon came out and, and they, they got born again. Some a while later, about a year or so, I can't know how many, some years ago, I was passing somewhere and two fine ladies just came to me and said, Good day, sir. I looked and said, Hey, how are you? I said, Fine. You don't remember us? I said, No. We said, If you remember, you came to preach in Susan Soul Church. I said, Okay, I remember the church. He said, you pray. We were the one that came to tell you we're witches. He said, We're free now. And they were serving God. I was so happy. But there was no drama. Many of you are drama queens. Drama kings. You like drama. If you don't shake, nothing will happen. If you don't move, nothing will happen. You just, you just like something to shake. You just like something to move. You like something to shout. You like something to scream. You, listen, when the Holy Ghost began to do that in the early revival, people would scream, people would shout. Did you see the 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 people who were privileged to experience that they were not the one initiating it? Somebody would just start shaking like that. It was the Holy Ghost that was doing it, and it was necessary and it was relevant as of the time it came. But it was not the basis. Are you understanding me? We become a generation that likes signs. The Bible says the signs will follow us. We're not to be seekers of sign. Jesus said it's an evil generation that seeks what? A sign. And seeking a sign is walking in the senses, walking in the flesh. You're going to be misled. You're going to be misled. I had to learn some of these things that it helped me because if you do not, Satan will, aish, 
there were some deliverance sessions we did. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When we finish praying, you will not know who was praying for who. The person we're praying for is fagged up and tired. We who were doing the prayer, we are fagged. You know those kind of people go and sleep for seven hours. Because you are tired. You've been shouting, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. Is either something is wrong with my mouth or with the devil or the demon? Do I have to shout it 200 times for the demon to come out? Then after you've done like come out for three hours, she will not tell you it has moved from here to here. Hey, we will not put on. Oh yeah, oh, leave that place in the name of Jesus. We didn't say you should go to the ways. Go to <laughs> They will just be looking at you, look at, look at, look at all this mumu, spiritual mumu. And some of you like it. They, they, they even put it on television and entertain you with it. And when did you enter? You want him to tell you when he entered. The devil will not tell you when he entered. And you expect him to tell you the truth. Then he will now say, oh, you are a man of God. Don't forget what happened. The people that call it that servant of God, they were still possessed. Say, no, I was the one that entered. And uh, uh, who did you start? I entered the mother. The mother would say, hey. And I started using her to, to cause confusion in the family. Ha. Then if for any reason you and your mother has been having a quarrel, I want it finish. Now the devil has informed you that he has been using your mother against you. Ha, ha, ha. Hey. War have started. That, that's what happens when the basis of dealing with, it, with spiritual warfare is not based on the word. You're ignorant of the scripture. You're not led by the spirit. So anybody can just come to you and, and tell you things and, and you will not judge it to know whether it's from the spirit of God or it's the hunger of the person that is talking to you. Somebody can just come and tell you anything. And, and some of you, the way you listen to me, in, in spiritual warfare, the word of God is supreme. What did I say? Say it again. Say it one more time. What is supreme? The written scripture. What God says in the word. It's supreme. That's why Jesus, when he did, when he responded to Satan, there was no ambiguity. He didn't say, oh, Satan, don't you know I am the son of God? I came from heaven to destroy you. I'm a demon bulldozer, a trailblazer. Yeah. He didn't do. Jesus was not given to semantics. He was very straightforward. Come out! It is written. He, it was so simple. And, and we don't like that. You don't know me. I'm a third generation demon slayer. I'm a this. Hey, come on. Come on. Who are you imitating? Who? Who? Where did you learn that one from? The disciples made casting out of demon very simple. Come out! Why? Because they understood the authority that they carried. They knew what it was. They could st when I began to understand it, that was when I would walk into a place and someone possessed, the demon would scream out. I now understood what Jesus was doing. The demon would just start shouting. Sometimes they, I remember I went to the house of a retired Navy commodore when I was doing my uh, IT then. I was still in school. And, and had an amazing experience with him and he invited me one evening as I was praying the wife was very skeptical about me anyway. Thought maybe this was another hungry person that wanted to come and feed from my husband. But the Holy Ghost did something very unique. And up to that time, she had not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. So that evening, they, they said I should just pray. So I prayed. 
And as I was praying, the anointing came and I sensed it. As I opened my mouth, the maid they had just, I've never seen that kind of, she was bouncing like football over the place. Everybody got scared. So I knew I had to control this thing before it goes out of control. I didn't turn it to a display section. I just said to him, say, come out of her now in Jesus' name. And she just ceased immediately. And that was the end. When the thing finished, woman called me. You know, when a woman likes you, you're all, you're all better for the house. It's as if she had a leading that I was hungry. God, no eating. I didn't have money, self. She now prepared food. The whole table was full. I ate very well that day. So next Sunday when I came, she came to me and said, please, a lot of people have prayed for me. I said, what is the issue? She said, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to speak in tongues. And I told her, I said, first of all, you need to get rid of this unbelief. No, it's not about who has prayed. Do you believe? She said, yes. I just said, in Jesus' name. Bam. She spoke in tongues. She was still speaking in tongues when I left the house. The word of God is supreme. If there will be a need for any sign, any manifestation, any shaking, any kind, the Holy Ghost will do it. And you don't have to do it. Sometimes we are looking for the spectacular and we miss the supernatural. The supernatural always walk by faith. You're looking for shaking. You're looking for crying. For some of you, if somebody just falls, then you say, Holy Ghost is here. He was here before he fell. Just your, the way your mind has been wired. So in spiritual warfare, the word of God must, you must come to that place where you exalt. He said, the Lord has exalted his word above his name. The word of God is what? Supreme. Say that with me. Say the word of God is supreme. I said, any approved and relevant signs, wonders, and miracles, the Holy Ghost gives that. I've seen some strange manifestations that beats my mind. But if there will be any need in warfare, it will be given at the discretion of the Holy Ghost and for one purpose and one purpose only to reveal and glorify Christ. Not to reveal and glorify the man of God. So they will not say it's a demon tormentor, demon slayer. Demon Budoza. I take a pass with such statement. Because the disciples never called themselves that. They never did. It is us, this thing, this flesh thing of wanting to praise. And you need to be very careful when people start praising. Jesus knew them. When they were praising him and they wanted to make it, the Bible said he withdrew because he knew men. Today they will praise you, tomorrow they will condemn you. So be very careful. Stay with the word. Hallelujah. Look at Acts 2.22, then we'll take it up from there. Acts 2.22, just to confirm what I said. Acts chapter 2 and verse 22. Any church that is truly the Lord Jesus' church must be founded on his word. If you don't value God's word, you're not going to go very far. Did you hear what I said? If you don't value God's word, you're not going to go very far. Acts 2.22, are you there? He says, ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by what? By miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourself also know. In order to prove the, the authenticity of who Christ is. God released miracles, signs, and what? And wonders. So if there will be, and praise God, we're going to see mighty ones in Jesus' name. 
But, but they are not the goal. The goal is Christ. Say amen. amen. All right, so let's progress from there. We're going to enter something very important now. Write this down. Foundational understanding in spiritual warfare. Make sure you write this down because this is important. You must have this foundational understanding. Or, otherwise, um, you're, you're going to be disadvantaged in spiritual warfare. If you don't have this foundational understanding, you're going to be disadvantaged in spiritual warfare. And, and let me tell you, Satan likes the believer to be disadvantaged. Disadvantage is a product of ignorance. Ignorance is a defect. It's a disadvantage. When you don't know, you can easily be taken advantage of. That's why the Bible says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. Not because the devils are more bigger, wicked, or they are from your village. No. My people are destroyed for lack of what? Of knowledge. Ayala, Sotela. Second Corinthians 2 verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get what? An advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his schemes. Satan understands this, that when the church is ignorant, he can take advantage of that. But let's, let's get back to reevaluating and re-examining our advantage. Everybody say, let me say foundational understanding in spiritual warfare. All right. It is important for believers to know, the believer to know his advantage in spiritual warfare. Now, I want you to make this confession with me. Everybody say it. Say, I have the advantage in spiritual warfare. Say it three times. Second. The third time. Do you believe that? You have the advantage. Now, for an advantage, listen to me, everybody. For an advantage to be an advantage, you have to know it. Is that not true? If you don't know it, how can it be an advantage? It's just like somebody left money for you uh, as a thrust, but you never knew. Will you be able to benefit from the money? No. If somebody willed like 500 million naira to you, and you were never told that you have 500 million naira, and meanwhile you are suffering. Suffering, when I mean suffer, that kind of suffering that so Zagbada. Suffering terribly. Then one day somebody says, do you know that you have 500 million in a thrust fund for you? What will happen to you that day? Huh? I like to use money because that's what many of you are used to. You, first of all, you will just smile. Some of you will cry. But it's not cry of pain. It's cry of what? Of joy. And the day they told you is Sunday, because if it's Monday, you'd have reached the bank. You'll not be waiting to go to the bank and make withdrawal. Is that not so? Uh, I don't want to ask you what you will do first. That's between you and yourself. So we have the, I don't want to say a advantage. No, 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 no. We have all the advantage that is needed in spiritual warfare. We have it. I didn't say a, but the definite article in grammar. So if there is any advantage in spiritual warfare, you and I have it. Look at your neighbor say you have the advantage in spiritual warfare. Say it again to the best. Say you have the advantage in spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. So it's important you know the advantage that you have in spiritual warfare. Otherwise, let me tell you what will happen to you. You are going to be playing the victim instead of the victor. You, play, you know what a victim is? 
A victim is someone who is taken advantage of and is being oppressed and tormented and harassed because he's not aware of what he has and is not using it. As a result, he's being dealt with as a victim. When you got born again, you, over, you inherited an overcomer's status in Christ. Everybody say an overcomer's status. Say I'm an overcomer in Christ. You, you better understand because you will use it. These are no rhymes. They are realities we proclaim. Confession of the word of God is no rhymes. It is speaking your reality because that's how we live. That's how we function. You have inherited an overcomer's status in Christ. Now, hear this. The believers, write this down. The believer's advantage in spiritual warfare is as follows. The believer's advantage in spiritual warfare is knowing, everybody say knowing, and enforcing. Everybody say knowing and enforcing. Say knowing and, and enforcing. Come on. Knowing and enforcing the victory that we have in Christ. The the. Believers' spiritual advantage in spiritual warfare is knowing and enforcing the victory that he has in Christ. So your advantage is the victory that Christ has given to you. But it only becomes an advantage if you know it and you engage it. Is that clear? If I give you a car key, you can only benefit from the car when you enter the car and use the key. Is that not so? Then you can drive the car. The victory that Christ has given to us, it's like the car. The key is the word. It's the knowledge. When you know it and you engage the knowledge, the car will move. Is that not so? Say with me, say, my advantage in spiritual warfare is the victory of Christ. Say that like you believe it. Come on. Say that again. Say, my advantage in spiritual warfare is the victory of Christ. You need to be aware of that. Your advantage in spiritual warfare is what? The victory of Christ. You need to know it. You need to so know it very well. Understand it. Otherwise, you won't fight wise. Do you know some Christians have gotten to a stage, maybe because of lack of understanding, where, where they are beginning to doubt that the name of Jesus doesn't have, you know, complete power. I remember when we were doing deliverance, there was a brother that was telling, and that was the answer, they're having a problem. That in deliverance, it's not only the name of Jesus that there's more. I said, eh? Initially, I didn't know. So we're doing all the jara they ask, but at the point I, I started, I realized we're dabbling into mysticism. We're not, we're, we're not doing it the way the disciples were doing it. So I began to research the word. When you do not understand the victory that you have in Christ, you will belittle the name of Jesus. Why for some of us, the name of Jesus is not effectual or there is no faith in our engaging that name is because of the lack of knowledge of the victory status that we have in Christ. That is your advantage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Listen to me. The believer's advantage in spiritual warfare is knowing and enforcing the victory of Christ. Outside the victory of Christ is bondage. Turn your Bible to uh, Galatians 5 verse 1. For time's sake, I'm not going to wait for everything to open there, but if you can catch me, that's fine. Galatians 5, verse 1. Paul, by the Spirit, says, Stand fast. Therefore, therefore, in what? In the liberty. That word liberty means victory. It means freedom. Stand fast. What does it mean to stand? It means to take your stand. 
to base your engagement or your operation. Stand fast in what? In the liberty wherewith what? Christ hath made us free. You see the word heart means something that has already been done. Hello? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stand fast in what? In the liberty or the freedom or the victory wherewith Christ has made us free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Did you understand that? Please, may the word of God renew your mind from some strange spiritual warfare practices that has nothing to do with Christ. May it deliver your mind from it. Because one of the struggles people have in enforcing and walking in victory is because of some lies they've been told. And when you are sharing truth with them, those unbelief will rise up in their heart and try to tell them it's not like that. That if it's not like this, if you don't do it the way they do it like that, or they say it the way they say it like that, it's, it's not possible. The Bible says stand fast. In what? In the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Who made us free? Christ. Who made us free? Who made us free? Christ made us free. And that freedom is the foundation of our advantage. Stand fast in it. It doesn't, mean what, what, it doesn't, doesn't matter what people say or what the devil say. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. There is no case. I know some of you like to use that word. <coughs> There is no case, there is no situation, there is no circumstance that can defy that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is nothing that, if, listen to me and I want you to hear this. If for any reason anybody's situation tries to give you the impression that God cannot help, let me correct you fast. Let God be true and every man a lie. For you to call God a lie, that's a very big accusation. I hope you can defend it when you see him. But let me warn you, instead of you to try to fault what Christ has done, why not ask God to show you what you are missing? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Instead of you to, you with your limited knowledge, you that was created, you that they named, did you give yourself a name? They named you. He doesn't care what you know, you, don't, you are not as smart as you think. For you to open your big mouth and to blame God for anything that has happened to you is a slap on his faithfulness. Instead of you to take that pride stance, why not say, Father, please, can you show me what I'm missing? Because this thing is too good for me to miss it. I hope you know the gospel means good news. Why is it good? Because it's good. What is good is beneficial. What is good is well. So if what is good doesn't seem to be working, there's nothing wrong with the good. So if something is wrong with your perception of the good, and you need to ask God to show you, Lord, what is it that I don't know in the liberty that you've given to me in Christ so I can know it? When you have that attitude of humility, then you can learn, you can grow, and you can enjoy the grace of God. Say amen. amen. Are you with me? Yeah. I've seen some people, they have this mindset. And unfortunately, the mindset they have is not based on scripture. And they are stubborn with that mentality. They are resilient with a deception, a mind view, an opinion, a stance that has no revelation from Christ. And they hold on to it. Say, that's what they do. That's what they do for me. Where I come, that's what they do. If you not be like that, then I, I don't know. Now, hear this. As a foundational understanding, all believers must know, write this down, all believers must know 
you must know. We're, we're beginning to investigate the liberty we have in Christ. All believers must know that Jesus has given us total victory over Satan, demons, and the works of darkness. As we begin to explore the liberty that we have in Christ, you must understand, as a foundational understanding of that liberty that Christ has given us what? Total. What does total mean? Complete. Listen, I want you, in the five case of heaven, everything that has to do with the devil, demons, and the works of darkness is a close case. What did I say? Say it three times. I didn't hear you. You see, some of you are not talking. Say it. Say it's a close case. If you don't know it, then you cannot live it or experience it. Listen and listen very well. There is nothing Jesus will do anymore as per the devil. All there is to do or deal with about Satan has been taken care of by him. Oh, you didn't hear me. See, see for some of us, our religion can't handle that. When you are saying the devil is harassing, God is wondering, saying, why will he harass you? That's why if you look at the New Testament, the scriptural account and report about Satan in the New Testament is different from the Old Testament. Why? Because of the Jesus factor. What Jesus did to the devil through his redemption altered eternally the status of the devil. But as a foundation, you must know it. What did I say? That Jesus has given you and me total, complete victory over Satan, demons, and the works of darkness. Say that with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. has given to me total victory over the devil, demons, and the works of darkness. Now, you agree with me, Jesus is our Lord. Is that also? He's our Lord. And as our Lord, is our commander-in-chief. In every war, you have a commander-in-chief. And our commander-in-chief is Jesus. Say amen. amen. Now, through his finished work on the cross, he has given us the current status update of the enemy we are dealing with. When you want to fight a war, you must have what they call security briefing. Everybody says security briefing. In security briefing, they call all the colonels or all the heads of the battalions. They bring, they bring them to a room and, and update them on the status of the war they are fighting. And in that meeting or security meeting, they are given an idea of who the enemy is. Who the enemy is. They tell them who the enemy is. They tell them their capability, what they can do, what they have, and how they operate. And I want to announce to you that through the finished work of Christ, our commander-in-chief, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, has given us the current status of the enemies we are dealing with. If you don't have this update, and I need to ask you, who are you even listening to? There's one question God has asked man to today, and it's still true. When Adam fell, you know what God asked him? Who told you? Who have you been listening to? Who told you that you were naked? Who spoke to you that you were naked? 
Who did you listen to? And I want to ask you a question this morning. When it comes to the status of your enemy, who has told you so? What security update do you have about the devil, demons, and the works of darkness? Who gave you your security briefing? Who told you? Where did you get your update from? Many of you, your security update came from Nigeria Magic Movie. That's where you got your security update from. Some of you, you got your security update from experiences or from dreams. But the commander-in-chief has given us our security update. Look at your neighbor and say, do you know your security update? Touch, tap your neighbor say, do you know your security update? Say, do you know your security update? Now hear me, hear me. And, and this is what Christ's current update about the devil, demons, and the works of darkness is. His finished work reveals, write this down, that the devil, demons, and the works of darkness has been defeated. I thought I was going to hear glory. For those who understand, they will rejoice. The security update says, the enemy you're about to confront has been defeated by me. Now, that's good news. Hallelujah. That's good news. Because if my commander tells me this guy has been defeated, then we ask, so how do we deal with the, this defeated foe? That means the fight is different. It's a different kind of fight. You're not going to fight him to defeat him. That would be like reinventing the wheel. Is that not so? You're not fighting to defeat the devil. He's already defeated. That's, that's, a, see, that, that's what you need to Your understanding of warfare must be different. You're not trying to beat the devil. You're not trying to defeat the devil. He's already defeated. Jesus has already defeated him. There has to be a shift in your mind or your thinking about who the devil is and how you engage him. Otherwise, he will use your ignorance. In the mind of some of you, Satan is as powerful as God. In the mind of some of you. I remember I was passing about one time. I've not been to about a very long time. I saw a calendar. Two boxers in the ring. One, they wrote Jesus. Then the one, they wrote Satan. I forgot who was the referee. I don't think I remember seeing anybody. Was he Holy Ghost or something? And I said, what kind of insanity of ignorance is this one? To draw boxing globe with Jesus, boxing, and some of, some of the people, they, I went to some houses, because I preached in a lot of churches in about one time. And I'll see them, they will have the calendar in their house. Jesus with boxing globe with the devil. Hey, who has done this to you? Go and read your Bible. There was never a time the defeat of Satan was affected by Michael. So when Jesus was giving one report, oh, he said, oh, is that the way you guys are happy about it? He said, stop being happy about it. It's, not, it's an identity. He said, I, I, I saw Satan fail as lightning from heaven. The problem with some of you is that you don't want to accept what Jesus' account is. You want your own. Because it, it encourages some of your, your gym gym. Some of you, you know, like I said, you like drama. You like that drama version. Because if I ask the average believer today, the impression, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? The impression you have about the devil, where did you get it from? Who told you? Where did you hear it from? Who informed you? The psychology you have about Satan, demons, and the world, where, where did you pick it from? 
because it will shock some of you that you picked up that update from a source outside of Christ. And hear me, anything outside of Christ is what? Bondage. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has what? Made you free and be not entangled again with what? With the yoke of bondage. If your update is not Jesus, brothers and sisters, your update is bondage. Hello? Are you hearing what I'm saying? If the update you have is not Christ, then you're in bondage. Who updated your perception of the devil? What have you known about? Who told you? Ask your neighbor, say, who told you? <laughs> ask your neighbor, say, who told you? Who told you? Where did you, where did you get your security update from? Where did you get it? Ask your neighbor, where did you get your security update from? All right, we'll continue in the second service. Let's begin to pray. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let's, let's bring out our offering and just thank him for the revelation of the word. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your offering and just worship him. If you're giving online, just lift your hands and just thank him. In Jesus' name, precious Father, we bless your name. We glorify you because you are good and your mercy endureth forevermore. Thank you for another opportunity to honor you with our offering. We we'll worship you and honor you with the privilege to give. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.